Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, hello, hello. I know many people will say, what's up? And how you doing? And morning, but this is Cecilia, and I'm saying good morning to you all. And that music was by Pastor Troy Thomas. It is called Quiet Place. Such a great uh, melody and song from him. So at this time, I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sheila so that she can pray for us and with us and share whatever the Lord has given her. So Minister Sheila, I turn it over to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, my Father, and the Son, Christ, Lord Jesus, for your love and mercy that you have brought us into another day. Another day of life that we didn't have to have if it wasn't for you, Lord. I thank you and I thank you. And I thank you because we know without you we would not be here. Another birthday, another new day of life to learn and to praise and to worship and to honor you. For you is the cause of our life. I give honor to Apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas. Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, Wright, Minister Margo McCoy, Dr. Serena Wright, Reverend Pastor Lawrence C. Berry, Evangelist Mothers, Tony Montgomery, and Linda Handy. Lord, I give honor to all that you have blessed us with in this family line, this bloodline, and also this spiritual line that you have sent us your angels, your others, our other brothers and sisters that we can all praise and learn more and enjoy the life that you have blessed us with. Lord, I thank you, and I thank you. Like I said, I cannot thank you enough. In a day, in a night, in a lifetime, it still is not enough to thank you and praise. Praise your name. I thank you for my sisters and my brothers. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, excuse me, I'm I'm at work. I'm I'm on the phone. Uh, excuse me, I'm at work. They're just coming in. I thank you for my sisters, my brothers, my daughters, my sons, my granddaughters, my grandsons, my nieces, nephews, for all that the Lord has blessed us with in this family. And just like I said, excuse the background noise, but yet I thank the Lord for yet giving us another day. And to bless us through this year. And Lord, we need your help. We need your help more and more. For the young men and women, you know, the men and women, there's no age. But the devil and the demons have got into them where they can just misuse people, just do them wrong, the hatred, the racism, the way they can just take every they can from us that you have blessed us with, but yet, Lord, I ask you to let them do whatever materials they take to leave our lives. But yet, all these draft acts and all these other killings that we are doing the school, we need to protect our sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, just every man and woman that's in the school, the teachers, the students, that the schools that can't go without being hurt by the demons, the churches, they have even seen them up in there where we can hurt all. But, Lord, we need you to bless this government that they might do right by all of us, not just by your sex creed or your religion, excuse me, but to abide by all your sons and daughters, no matter what, and it's law enforcement that we need help to let them know. No matter what your color, your race, your sex, that we are all here as one. Lord, we need your help to guide us and to protect us in and out of our homes and to let the demons and devils know that you're the wind, that you have us, that you'll cover us. But Lord, we need your blessings. We need your covering. We need your protection. We need your guidance. But Lord, we just need your help that each and every morning that you bless us with life. So we can thank you and ask you to praise us and lead us as you know that it's best for us and to keep us straight. But, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. 
ask you to tune in to each and every Sunday morning, excuse me, at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10, I mean, 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's talk with Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and on Monday night, which is Blog Talk and Facebook at, um, excuse me, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Minister Sylvia Kaiser-Wright, which is every every Monday night. And I believe this Monday will be Minister Margot McCoy, my powerful woman of love, knowledge, and encouragement of God. And on Friday nights, which is blog talk and also Facebook, at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with Minister Sylvia Kaiser-Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas, which is a double hitter that just take turns and preach and understand and teach and understand the word that we need to know and to learn and to remember our foundation of Scripture is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. And I have to backtrack. Excuse me, I'm at work Monday. Forgive me. It's the fourth Monday, which is blog talk and Facebook at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe it's um, Pastor Reverend Lawrence Seabury. Uh, I can stand some corrections. I really need them because right now I'm kind of fumbling and I apologize to it because the Montgomery. Pardon me? The Montgomery. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This Monday night flower book would be uh, Mother Tony Evangelist, the wonderful mother of the of the family. Uh, Tony Montgomery would be speaking this Monday night. And as the same on Friday night, which is blog talk and Facebook at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the double hit, as I say, with um, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas. And I thank you for that, Minister Margot McCoy. And I appreciate all that it is because I can stand the correction with love and joy and and satisfaction to know that I can be with my sisters and brothers in this uh, service that the Lord has blessed the apostle to have for us and to love and to cherish and to pass on. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Back to you, apostle. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sheila, and thank you, Minister Margo. Thank God for... um, just being God, I just want to start off with saying the beginning of what he has me to talk about is I can't and I will not forget my eaglet days that prepared me to be one of God's soaring angels. Can you think about those eaglet days? Can you think about those days of teaching that the eagles in your life prepared you to soar? Well, this morning um, I wrote on Facebook, wow, I just thought about how overprotective parents were. My, our eagles. And they were from God. They were overprotective until we were grown, and even then, they were still overprotective. I thought about how my parents would would make me and uh, my sister, Renee, who was kind of like my own personal bodyguard, twin, or protector, go everywhere together. We played sports, so yes, we went to play sports together, but wherever we went, they made us go together. We could never, uh, I really don't remember in my childhood ever being able to go anywhere um, without her, um, 
I do know we were due as children, little slinky things, or the one when we were teenagers, where we would meet up places just so that they would think we were together. But for the most part, I can count those incidents on one hand because we honored our parents in a way that if they wanted us to do things together, we found a way that everything we did, we done together. I didn't like to play softball because I didn't like um, the outdoors, but she did. So she would be out in the fields playing um, softball while I would be inside playing basketball or volleyball or whatever it was because, like I said, I wasn't one for the sun. And I thought about how they would drop us off various places and pick us up and or hide in the place that we were in watching us or how many times they would have our cousin, uh, Ricky Gibson, who was uh, married to our cousin, Carol, and they would tell him to keep an eye on us. And then periodically, every once in a while, for a certain small fee or something, we may be able to ask our sister Sheila to drop us off and pick us up and something like that. But most of the time, it was my parents. I thought about how sometimes they waited outside until the uh, whole thing was over. And remember, at that time, they didn't have the cell phones with the little gadgets where you play games and be on the Internet. I mean, they were sitting out in the car this whole time if they didn't just drop us off. I also thought about how my mom would take us to church first, hoping that we or God would change our minds or we wouldn't want to go and hang out that night. I thought about how my dad would kind of do like a type of punishment to make us get up. Uh, We may have had an hour or half an hour worth of sleep, and he would just have us doing all of these hard chores to make us not want to go out that next night. I thought about how he would uh, stay up waiting for me um, as I drove all the way from California or Colorado or Texas or North Carolina to Chicago. Um, because he knew that I was doing this driving by myself. Every once in a while, you know, someone would come and help me drive. But for the majority of the time, I was driving. Um, And this is when they were having all types of problems with people acting like they were cops and the various uh, things that were going on where I put one of them on Facebook where they showed this boxer who had – beat up her attacker because he had no idea who he was messing with at that time, and he was a serial um, killer. And I thought about how frequently they would call me all day and times of night and how my dad, he wasn't a person for talking on the phone, but he just wanted to hear my mom or my sister or someone talking to me on the phone so that he knew that I was safe. And then when they had the brick phone, of course I had my little brick phone that I would have in the car with me, but they, you're talking about unlimited time, um, time. There was no such thing as unlimited time and unlimited calls. Those brick phones were heavy and they were expensive as far as the phone calls. I thought about how my parents, my eagles, even came to my basic training, my military training um, graduation. I thought about how they even came to visit me a lot or came to get me from the college. The very first college I went to was in Naperville, Illinois. So although I stayed on campus, I really didn't. So when we talk about eagles, I want to ask you all to just be patient with me for a while because I actually want to talk about the eagles. And then I'm going to get to um, the symbolic Um, nature of talking about eagles and eaglets this morning. So in the Bible, it talks about eagles, the nashers, at least um, 28 times. It talks about how um, their feathers and and how they're um, symbolic of protection. Well, an only theologist who is a person that studies eagles said that carrying, an eagle carries their young is a figurative thing and that birds um, like the young eaglets, they don't have all of their feathers at first. And so as they're starting to roost and they're starting to um, fill out their wings and they're starting to learn how to, you know, uh, 
stand on their feet and and they're learning how to, you know, just um, be birds and fly. But they, it's a type of teaching that the eagle is doing again um, for their eaglets. And so um, B.C. Holmgren uh, wrote a, a book called The, Bi- the Bird Walk Through the Bible, and it's um, a Dover publication of 1988. And so when we talk about these experts on birds, they have different things that they've written. They've written things like, for us to know that birds, before they learn to fly, learn how to hop. They learn how to hop around in the nest. They learn how to flap their wings in the nest. They learn how to jump from their nest to the nearest tree branch. They learn how to uh, watch their parents, and then they do what their parents do. But a bird isn't able to fly, as far as an eagle, until they're 10 to 12 weeks. And so we've heard stories about um, how the mother eagle pushes them off one by one to the edge of the mountain or the nest um, so that then they can fly in the thin air. So we've heard these stories. And even Ezekiel 17 and 7 says, there was also another great eagle with great wings and many feathers. And behold, this vine bent its roots toward him and sent out his branches toward him away from the beds where it was planted for him, the water. And then Isaiah 40 and 31 talks about, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, who look for and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not get tired. And then Deuteronomy um, 32, verses 10 through 11 says, He found him in a desert land, in the howling wastelands of the wilderness. He kept circling my, 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 him. He took care of him. He protected him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle that protects its nest, that flutters over its young, he spreads out his wings and took them. He carried them on his pinions. And then Job 39, verses 27 through 29 says, And it is at your command that the eagles mount up and makes his nest on high in an inaccessible place. On the cliff he dwells and remains securely. Upon the point of the rock and the inaccessible stronghold. From there he spies out the prey and his eyes see it from far away. <laughs> see, even the Bible talks about the eagles. Um, someone asked a question about eagles fly in about the distance. So it says, can can an eagle fly and how far? Well, it says they can fly long distances. They can even fly very high. And its nests are many times on a cliff on a mountain. So therefore, this type of eagle sounds like it's a golden eagle or a relative, a close relative of the American eagle. Most golden eagles are found in Europe or England, but it also exists in Israel today. Do you know that there's 68, you hear me, 68 different species of eagles? But out of all of those eagles, they are divided into four different groups. That even sounds like all of the races that we have in this world and how they're divided. But sometimes that division is a social division. Sometimes that division is an economic division. But that's a whole other message. So they have the snakes that they, uh, eagles that they call snake eagles or serpent eagles. They also have the fish or sea eagles. They also have the Buddhist 
the hawk or the buzzard eagles, or they have the ones that they call the harpy eagles. Now, each one of these eagles have certain type of attributes, like, of course, just like his name, the snake, snake, excuse me, or serpent eagle searches out snakes. The fish and the sea eagle searches out fish. They're fishers. And the buzzard and the hawk one, they're the ones with the um, feathers that go all the way down, even to their feet. And then the harpy one, is that's the giant one. That's the one that dwells in the forest. So we have all of these different eagles. But today, we're not going to talk about the various races and different species of the eagle, but we're going to talk about the symbolic, the symbolism of the eagle, not the bird itself. But I just wanted to give you a background on the various birds that are eagles that are out there. And the reason that I wanted to do that is because the eagle is synonymous with God and his abilities. The eagle is that common creature in the Jewish land that we read about in the Bible. That eagle is the one that they talk about in Psalms 91 that is a protector of his people, that is a shield, that is our fortress, that is our refuge, that is our abiding place. He is our satisfier. He hears us. He's our deliverer. And just like the eagle for uh, his or her eaglets, they teach us how to fly, and they teach us how to mature. In Exodus 19 and 14, it talks about God being our rescuer, um, being our rescuer from slavery, him carrying us away from this slavery in the wilderness, the Israelites, with his eagle's wings. Deuteronomy 32 and 11 talks about the symbol of God, of his people, of the creature of choice, that just like he took them out of the slavery in Exodus, it's the same thing of taking them away from the captivity that continues to support us when he takes us out of this captivity and out of this slavery. Now just think, how many things, how many types of slavery, activity, has God rescued you from? Whether it was lust or death, being misunderstood, being lied on, being mistreated, the threat not being promoted, the institutional systemic racism and microaggressions or micro-inequalities, the various sickness or diseases, and some of them that even um, killed people like COVID and strokes and heart issues and domestic violence and sex trafficking and self-gentrification or race crimes, or even those hate groups or those groups that put you in a certain um, job or put you in a certain classroom or put you in a certain category, not because you deserve to be there, but just because. Well, the eagle symbolizes strength, and we know that God is our source of strength. We know that God is our source of renewal. We know that God is our source of revival. We know that God is our source of refreshing and so much more. Psalms 103 and 5 talks about how he renews our strength. Isaiah 40 and 31, it talks about how he is our strength. My, my, my. It talks about how we're not to get weary. It talks about how when we walk, we could get faint, but God renews our strength. How many times in your life has God renewed your mind, renewed someone that you knew from depression? or being discouraged, or being hurt? How many times has God had to remind you to praise them? Praise them in the midst of the trouble. Praise them in the midst of whatever's going on. Praise them when you don't even see a way out. 
I mean, praise him, praise him, praise him because he's worthy. How many times have you just praised God right in the midst of whatever you were going through? One of my uh, cousins wrote on Facebook the other day. They wrote a statement, and I thank them for writing it. They said, being sneaky behind a good person's back will always catch up to you. Remember that. Remember when people are doing those sneaky things behind your back, that sometimes you need to be encouraged. Sometimes you need to know that God will not always remove them from your life. Sometimes he will keep you in their lives to be an example of his love, to be an example of his restoration. How many of us got sneaky people, evil people, that are doing things in our lives and they're constantly doing it. And we have to remember when God said, I mean, when the word of God said, you only, you not only have to forgive them one time, but 70, 40, a hundred times, you got to keep forgiving the people the same way God is forgiving us. Well, on the 18th of May, I wrote glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Father God, for my eaglet days that were necessary for the catapulting into that which caused the manifestation of all the ego lies. And through you, Father, have your way, Daddy God, because you are sovereign and your name causes everything to be or not to be. Have your way, Father, have your way. I accept what God allows. As your word declares and decrees, be it unto me according to your word. Not my will, but your will be done. How many times have you had to have that person in your life that did this or that, but God would still say what I allow? And then on May 20th, God allowed me to write on Facebook. And when he dropped it in my spirit, it was right after he said, there's Sodom and Gomorrah all throughout these places that we're calling church. And I said, hmm. He says, but don't write that on Facebook because there's enough people already out there um, that are hirelings and different things that are doing things to discredit the church. He says, I want you to pray for the Sodom and Gomorrah in the church. He says, but I have another thing I want you to pray about, and I want you to put this on Facebook. And so I said, greeting. So many people are throwing temper tantrums, both in the natural and the spirit realm. But they have the nerve to ask God, what's wrong? They even play the deflect or the blame game. But first things first, stop trying to manipulate God. Control God. Be God's God. Submit to God so the enemy can flee. Remember, we have to submit to God first in order for the enemy to flee. There's a lot of gossiping going on in families and in the church and on the job. There's a lot of backbiting going on. There's a lot of lying going on. There are people trying to induce and influence group think in their favor. There's so much evil going on in the world. Minister Sheila prayed about it. But there's many of us that need to tell somebody the truth. If you see something, say something. Many of us need to look in the mirror and say, sit down, kneel down, lay prostrate before God and give it all to God. We need to submit, submit, submit to God until we decrease and he increases in us and through us. Don't we know that the enemies and enemies of God, the only reason why they're not scattering so that this enemy today we don't see anymore is because of all of the backbiting, because of all of the lying, because of all of the jealousy and the envy. We are to love one another. We are to owe no man nothing but to love them. In Revelations 4 and 7, it talks about the symbol, 
symbolism of the strength and the meditation and the worship and the prayer and the strength of the word of God. Why is it that from Genesis to Revelation, we're hearing about the evil, their strength. We're hearing about how David praised God out of his clothes. We're hearing about the prayers of Jabez. We're hearing about the prayers that have gone on. We're hearing about even our parents and our great-grandparents and our aunts and our uncles and our cousins and our sisters and our brothers that are praying. They're meditating on the word of God day and night. They're seeking to be strengthened. Psalms 27 and 14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Psalms 81 and 1 says, sing aloud to God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. But I say make a joyful shout to the God of Minister Shield, to the God of Minister McCall, Margo, the God of Minister Kaiser Wright, Minister Renee, or, or Sylvia, as so many call her, or Sparkle, or any other nicknames you have out there. Don't you know that when we remember the word of God, we can remember that he loves us and his love never quits? Can we remember that when he rescues us, even from those trampling boots and different things that come against us, his love still never quits. Even when he comes to take care of us in a time of need, we can remember that his love never quits. Even when you read Psalms 136, 23 through 26, it's talking about that God's love never quits. People quit. Mm. Things may quit on you. Cars, um, different equipment, laptops, various things. But God never, you hear me? God never quits. We quit on him, but he never quits. Thought about all other times when my over- protective parents who I thank God, I thank God, I thank God for them being overprotective. Because of them, we're still here. Because of our Aunt Baby sister and our Aunt George, I mean our Uncle George, there's their children that are not in heaven and, and, and waiting for that judgment day that are still here, are still here. Our Aunt Sweetie's kids. Mm-hmm. Our Uncle Isaiah and our, and our Uncle Bucky and our Aunt uh, Wardine and our Aunt uh, Mary Alice's kids who's gone on to be um, with God. But don't you know the Lord's strength is why he does not quit? Don't you know that the Lord's promises is why he does not? Don't you know Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's what God promises us. In Romans 5 and 6, he promises us, for when we were still without strength, and due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Mm. Wow. He came and he died for us, and now he's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. Because, see, even Romans 8 and 39, 38 and 39 reminds us, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, 
which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that nothing shall separate you from the love of God? Second Timothy, first chapter, seventh verse. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Whatever fear, that false evidence that appears real, thing that's so small that tries to make you think it's so great, Whatever it is, it's not greater than God, and God didn't give it to you. So take the things that God has given you, power, love, and a sound mind, and give all of that other stuff that the enemy is trying to give it to you. Tell them back to you, back to you. You take it back. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you. I, I cast you out. I send you to those dry places in the desert. In Jesus' name, we have to remember that even Luke 10 and 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Remember we have those eagles that swoop down and they take things up to the highest of height until they suffocate and they can't breathe. God has given us strength like that. We can take those things that try to cause us to have fear or doubt or whatever's going on to the high heights in the spiritual realm as an eagle. And that thing will be strangulated for that thing, that enemy we see today, we will see no more. When was the last time you told something in your life? Go. Get out of here. In the name of Jesus, you trespassing spirit. When was the last time you told that thing, my God is great. My God is sovereign. My God shall be exalted, and you are not my God. My God is my rock and my fortress. My God is my strong deliverer. My God is my trust. My God is my truth. My God is my shield. My God is the horn of my salvation. My God is my stronghold. My God is my life. My God is my salvation. My God is my strength, and I shall not be afraid. My God is a strong tower. My God is the tower of my strength against every enemy. My God is my joy. My God is my excellence. My God is awesome. My God is holy. My God is all-powerful. Yes, he is. My God melts away every heaviness. My God strengthens me according to his word. My God is steadfast. Oh, yes, he is. My God subdues every enemy. Ah. In the name of Jesus, my God saves me from every act of violence. My God saves me from everything that will try to cause me to be caught up in sorrow and weakness. My God delivers me, makes a way of escape for those things that would try to tempt me. Not even sin can hold me captive because my God has released me from captivity and slavery. My God, it's personal. He's mine. He's my place of protection. He's my safety place that I can run into. He's my high place that I can run into. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, even for even the name of Jesus that is my strength, the name of Jesus that exists and causes me to be strengthened. The name of Jesus that reminds me that he is the God of God and Lord of Lords. The name of Jesus that reminds me that he is my everything and he's everywhere. The name of Jesus that reminds me that he's symbolic of the strength of the eagle, but even his strength is greater than that. My God that is full of compassion, my God that is full of wealth, my God that gives wisdom and he gives it liberally. My God that is my righteousness. My God that's high and lifted up. 
my God that's my sanctifier, my God that showed me how to be grateful, my God that showed me how he exists, how he is my sovereign creator, my God that showed me that you're his son and his daughter, and so am I, my God that calls me his own, my God that says that I'm his child, my God that has redeemed me, my God that has adopted me. My, my, my. When I think of the days of when he was showing me how to work with racism, when I was working with those 10 men that were against me because I was a woman, I was a minority woman of color because I was from the army, because I was educated. They had so many things that they were against me for because I wasn't a man. That type of uh, genderism, that that type of sexism, that type of uh, cultural bias, the micro inequalities in this world that people are going to be judged by God for. God, I ask you for mercy, 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 mercy on these people, God. God, even those that are in the same race, like those ones that brought over the slaves, many of them were people from other tribes or from the same tribe. So sometimes, yes, I must admit, some of your fighting and your fights are going to be with people that look like you, that talk like you. They might even have the same DNA as you, whether it's spiritually or naturally. But I would say to ask God to change your DNA to his. Because many of us are being delivered from the same thing that the person that attacking you is being delivered from. Many many of us have already been delivered from it. So now God is teaching you how to teach them. I thank God for my eaglet day where I can look back on my life and see all of the things that he's delivered me from. All of the things that had me captive all of the things that he's still delivering me from. He's perfecting us, thanks. He's perfecting us, men and women of God. God is perfecting us so that we can have the thoughts that he has, for his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He's given us the mind of Christ. What a gift. What a gift to meditate on his word day and night, to sing his song day and night, to lay prostrate before him day and night, to drive in your car day and night and all the time thinking about him, sitting around your home thinking about the goodness of Jesus, Mm. on your job thinking about the goodness of Jesus, Walking down the street, thinking about the goodness of Jesus. Having conversations about the goodness of Jesus. Even in your heart, loving the goodness of Jesus. So don't think on your eaglet days about all of the things that you did wrong. But think about the eaglet days of how God, used our parents and others and Jesus and his word to teach us to hop and then to teach us to jump to the nearest branch. And then he taught us how to jump even further. And then he taught us how to flap our wings. And then he taught us how to fly. And when we went to fall, he would pick us back up. Ah, when he taught us how to 
do what we do and say what we say and live what we live because we know that we're walking, living epistles read of me. Mm, formative days. Not for us to hoard them over other people or think that we're so, as they would say back in the day, sucky much, but so that we would know that we will use those eaglet days to help somebody else. That niece, that nephew, that sister, that brother, that aunt, that uncle, that cousin, whatever they are, that spouse, whoever they are, that boss. Because many people are bosses, but they're not leaders. That's a whole other message as well. Father God, I thank you for everyone that has heard this word on today and that it would go into their hearts and they would meditate on it day and night, God, with your word and the scriptures that you shared, knowing that you are giving us the mind of Christ, knowing that everything we experience and are experiencing will be for your glory. They'll be for a testimony. They'll be for a message. They'll be for a sermon. They'll be for a magazine. They'll be for a book. They'll be for a movie. They'll be for a play. They'll be for a family reunion when someone needs to be encouraged. They'll be for a family dinner when someone needs to be encouraged. They'll be for a night that you wake us up with a clarion call and say, pray. As Minister Margot had ministered the other day, just pray. Sylvia ministered the other day about your various names and how you are our banner. How Prophet Antoine has, has just spoken into our lives based off of the things that he's been experiencing in the name of Jesus. We thank you for everyone that's a part of this ministry that ministers straight from the throne of grace. We thank you for your mercy. But most of all, God, we thank you that you would use each and every one of us for such a time as this. For we are the Queen Esther's for such a time as this. We are your sons and daughters for such a time as this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I turn the program back over to you, Minister Sheila, if you're available right now. Thank you, thank you, Apostle, for your words, your teaching, and the knowledge. I just want to say, the lines are open to each and every one of you that might have words, testimonies, or just comments on the, the teaching of today. The lines are open. God bless you, Saint. God bless you. God bless you. Thank God for another Sunday on Let's Talk. We thank God for that that stirring message of what is possible when we remember where God has brought us from. Thank God for all that he's done for us and for watching us and caring for us and putting those eagles above us to help us to grow, to help us to strive so that now we can be the examples that God is calling us to be. Thank you vessel of God for allowing yourself to be emptied and to empty to us the word that God has given you on today for our life, for our strength, for our instruction, and for our encouragement, all of those things. God, just bless this woman of God, and I thank him for just putting this ministry in place for allowing this platform to exist so that people who need God can grab hold to his word and remember that he wants us to soar like the eagle. <laughs> he wants us to be strong in him and to remember his word. Today, the verse of the day from the Version app is, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. We are safe 
in God. Be blessed, saints of God. Amen. Thank you for your words, Minister Margo McCoy. Is there anyone else? Praise the Lord for today's lesson. I thank God for being able to tune in to hear. My God, my God, my God is everything. Thank you, Apostle Elect. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sylvia Kaiser White. Is there anyone else? just want to thank God for the teaching, the words, the acknowledgement, and for all that was listening today that can talk and cannot talk, because I know there has been times where we can listen, but we could not stay because of the area or the places that we're at. I just want to thank God for all that is on the program today and to listen and to let you know we are here to bless each and every one of you. And I'm going to ask if Apostle could uh, pray us out because right now uh, I just want to thank God for all that you pray us out, Apostle. Thank you. Father God, we repent for sins of commission and omission. We acknowledge you as our God, the one and only true and living God. We acknowledge you as our strength. God, we acknowledge you as our everything. God, we will declare your name from nation to nation, from time to time, from place to place, from death to death, from height to height. God, we will be those walking, living epistles that you called us to be. God, we will pray. God, we will praise you. God, we will exalt you. God, we will accept with you alone. And we shall declare and decree and live not our will, but your will be done. Be it unto us according to your word. We thank you for the increase of you in our lives. We thank you even for the increase in the income for those that have asked you for it. We ask you for the increase even for those that have asked you for more intimate. God, whatever they have before you, whether it's healing, whether it's comfort, whether it's love, whatever they have before you, whatever is wisdom, whatever it is, God, whatever, wherever, do it for your glory. For you are our strength. You are our joy, and we are your eagles that are helping the eaglet to learn what you want them to learn, to mature how you want them to mature, and it's all for your glory, God. Not for our fame, not for our notoriety, but for your glory. Somebody's asking you for six digits in income. Somebody's asking you for seven. Somebody's asking you for a house or even a remodeling of where they currently live. Somebody's asking you for this and that, and it does line up with your word. You said they have not, for they ask not, but God, they've asked. And you said where there's one or two in agreement that you're there. So, God, there's more than one or two on this line, and we agree with those and what they've asked that lines up with your will on today tomorrow and the next day and that those listening in the archives have your way and God bless our ministers on tomorrow that the word that goes forth will be a blessing not only to them but to those that are listening a hundredfold those that are ministering on Friday again God a hundredfold blessing have your way have your way have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget our foundational scripture, which is Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So again, we go off the air with a quiet place by Pastor Troy Thomas. Bye-bye until tomorrow. <laughs>